Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we welcome Charla Johnston to Business Matters. Charla is a wealth advisor at Valley First, and today we're going to talk about financial advice and the perils of bad advice. So don't do my financial planning using TikTok is what you're telling me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome, Charlotte. Thank you for the dances. <laughs> That's right. Thank you for joining us this morning. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, as we know, like uh, the markets have been obviously, as we're going through, pretty volatile. So, um, which presents both dangers and opportunities because there always is. But um, there's more opportunity than ever to gain access. I think from a quote-unquote advice from online through places like TikTok and Reddit and other ground crowdsourcing platforms. So um, I think that's why it's so important to work with advisors like you guys and your team more than ever, because there's so much noise out there that people just don't know where to go. So, and you can't be following social media trends to make your financial advice. So, so let's chat about that and see uh, if we can give some people or give people some good advice. So um, before we get started, I'd love to just hear sort of What's what you're seeing and hearing in your world? What's happening in you know business? It's been you know obviously an interesting, I guess almost a year and a half now, over over a year. So, so what's your world been like? And and take us through a little bit of snapshot of what it's what it's sounding and looking like out there right now. Yeah, it's been an interesting year, and we didn't know when COVID first happened. You know what things were going to look like, and the markets reacted last March, and right. everything went down and. And, you know, there's some types of investors that, you know, are, are afraid and they want to get out. And then there's other types of investors that look at that as an opportunity and get into the market. So we did see the markets go down from like fear. And then we saw them rally right back up. And we knew that they would come back up because there's people that are going into the market during that time because it's right. on sale now, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it, you know, it was a little bit of fear of the unknown. And by the, by the end of that, quarter it had already regained and then we had a really great year I mean you know everybody did well um, the third and fourth quarter and it's interesting that you know some of us had some of our best years in in this industry um, with, with the pandemic but I, I think what really changed was just the way we were doing our meetings and meeting with members and that's something that you know might change the way we do business going forward with doing Zoom meetings with our, our clients and members from the comfort of their homes. So they don't have to come in and phone meetings. And um, yeah, so it's, it was definitely an interesting year, but um, there was, it was a good year, I think. Good. Um, what does, can you explain what a wealth advisor does? What is your role and what's your day-to-day -day look like? Yeah, so my main focus is um, wealth management. So it's investments and planning. So we, you know, we do retirement plans. We, um, I can help my members with all of their 
financial needs, but we really work as a team here. So we all have our own um, kind of expert advice that we give. So mine is on investments and planning. And then we have like a life insurance specialist that I can bring in. We have commercial um, lenders that we can bring in. So we kind of work as a team and we all have our own, our own um, kind of niche that we that you bring in. Awesome. Yeah. So the topic we want to talk about today was around advice. And, you know, we've been seeing and hearing sort of that, I'll call it a growing trend, I guess, of people getting advice. I jokingly said TikTok, but people are. They're going to places like TikTok and Reddit and Facebook and wherever and in, in getting quote unquote advice. But why do you think investors are flocking to these platforms for advice? Like what's, what's driving them there? Yeah, we see young investors going to those Reddit and, and those types of platforms. And I think they're just comfortable asking questions there. There's sort of the sense of trust that's that's been built. Um, they they feel more comfortable. Um, I think maybe it could be their financial institution hasn't yet built that sense of trust with them, or maybe they don't even know what their bank or credit union has to offer. I also sometimes think there's a notion that people think they have to have a certain amount to, to get advice from an advisor, which isn't true, but that could be why. And um, there's always that temptation to get rich quick, right? So people could be going to those platforms to try to find the next hot tip or something. <laughs> yeah, and they, and they see people like throwing money in the air and think everyone's gonna, yeah, half of it's not even real or three quarters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, that, that brings me to, you know, I think most people that are in the financial world followed what happened with GameStop or GameStop, sorry, and, and, and Reddit and so forth. And, and so it got me thinking like, so what are some of the dangers of seeking you know, advice from places like a Reddit or a TikTok or wherever it may be? Yeah, because that advice is not tailored for you, right? So you need, they don't know what your goals or your risk tolerance or timeline is. So it's not tailored to you and, and an advisor, you know, can sit down with you and and go through that planning and what are your goals? What is your timeline? So if you're going and asking someone for getting some advice off there, that's not tailored to you specifically. And you could be, you know, gambling with um, your future, which could be devastating. Definitely. Yeah. So what about people that want to be involved though, that, you know, they feel that either they can manage their own finances or, you know, they have the uncle that is happy to give them advice every time. Um, you know, what do you say to people that feel that they can manage their own finances? Yeah, I would say you can do that, but you could do that in conjunction with working with an advisor because most institutions have that kind of platform for the the do it yourself. And maybe you allot a certain amount that you're comfortable maybe taking a little more risk with. And because some people are really generally interested and they have the time and because it does take commitment to do it well. <laughs> so if they have the time and the interest, um, you know, maybe you take a certain dollar amount that you're okay, kind of more gambling with and do your own online trading and stuff. But maybe more of your serious money could be working with an advisor who, you know, um, it's a little bit, you have an expert working with you, just like you would go to, you know, a doctor for, for your or mechanic for your car or accountant or lawyer, like to work with an expert um, with your finances as well. But there is, there is the opportunity for those people to, to do a little buying and selling and of their own. Does Valley First, you guys offer members uh, a platform where they can do that um, if they wanted to kind of do their own trades and like you said, have a little bit of yeah. a 
fun. Oh, penny stocks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's called Q Trade Investor, and it's um really low fees, and it, it's won lots of awards. It's pretty, it's user friendly, but yeah. So some people might open a you know tax free or or something and have just a little bit five ten whatever a thousand dollars and do some some penny stocks and different things because they're interested in it. But you know maybe their long term money. <laughs> would be with me, say your advisor. Yeah. It's interesting because going through university, we used to have a stock club. I was part of a stock club where we kind of played around with penny stocks. And and I look back thinking, yeah, if I would have just done nothing but that, I wouldn't have a penny right now because <laughs> you're like, I think, yeah, you, you, you're like, you, you think you hit it rich with a penny stock and the next day there's nothing left. So yeah, <laughs> but it was fun. So to yeah, to do your own, I mean, you would want to work with an advisor because that world is ever changing as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's hard to stay on top of if you're not in that world every day. For sure. For sure. So you mentioned your team. I want to talk a little bit about the team. Um, I had a chance to go, you know, look at the website and see that you have a robust team and, and, um, you know, I'm curious sort of the makeup of the team. You mentioned a little bit of it already at the start, but, you know, what the strength you bring to a relationship with the client? Because I think, you know, from my understanding, if I'm working with you, it's I have the, you have the whole team behind you that you can pull in when needed as well, right? So what's some of the strength you guys bring to that client relationship? Yeah, I think that's the key is that we have a whole team, we have experts, and then you feel as a member, like you have a whole team on your side. So maybe maybe your advisor is busy that day or away on vacation, you already know the, you know, the wealth planning specialist or the other advisor at the bank. So you're not retelling your story as well. And I feel like you have a team instead of just one person. Yeah. And I think that's really, our members love that. Yeah. Do you work with outside um, people as well? Like, a legal legal or accounting and do, do you do you come to situations where you're you're working with them on behalf of the clients as well absolutely especially in my role with um doing planning and investments so lots right. of times i'll have joint meetings with my members and their accountant like their accountant will be in the meeting because then we're all on the same page and you're not having your member trying to relay some financial jargon to their accountant or vice versa so we do that a lot. Um, lawyers, accountants. Um, yeah, we, our team has, uh, has, yeah, those team players that are outside of the branch as well that we can rely on or refer you to or. Right. And, and do you work mostly with, I want to say individuals or business owners or both? Do you kind of, do you kind of it doesn't matter from your perspective? Um, I mean, it's mostly individuals, but okay. we do work with business owners, but then we have a certain, another expert. So we have business banking advisors and commercial, um, account managers. So it really depends on, on your need, who your main sort of advisor would be. Um, cause we try to pair that so that it's a really good match. And then we bring in other people as needed. You really have the members covered no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you think the hesitation is? Cause from a, you know, from a person working with an advisor, like what, what are some of the reasons why you hear that they, or you think that they wouldn't actually be working with an advisor? Yeah, I think maybe some people could have had a bad experience in the past. Maybe it wasn't the right fit and they didn't see any value or something. There could be a bad experience. Um, they also might just think that they don't need it. Maybe, you know, maybe they think their goals or they can handle it on their own or, or they don't know what opportunities there are. So, yeah, I think everybody, like I can do 
you know, we do planning. You could have a short-term goal, long-term goal, but we have software and, and go through a discovery um, experience so that we can, it doesn't matter if your goal is, you know, to buy a car in five years or to purchase a house or retire at age 60 or plan for your kids' education, you know, working with an advisor, we can actually put a plan together for you. So for, we mentioned sort of your younger investors, they have this sort of potential urge in, to get invested, like get into investment trends and, and it's tempting. Like you said, everyone sees stuff on social and, you know, everyone's living this high life and, and, mm-hmm. and really, do, you know, a small percentage are actually doing it. But what advice do you give the young investor right now, given the situation that the markets are in and, and all the stuff that's happening on digital and social media? Yeah, my, um, my advice would be to, to call your financial institution and, and meet with an advisor because there is some turmoil, there is some uncertainties. And so they can help you like they're an expert and they can help you kind of chart a path forward. So, you know, see what your goals are, um, find out what your risk tolerance and, and where you're comfortable with, and then really work with you to, um, based on your goals um, and your risk tolerance. So. We also have um, lots of education pieces. Like it's so important for you to know what you're um, invested in and how it works and what the difference is between fixed income and equities and just kind of, cause you should know it's transparent, right? So having you kind of in simple understand what you're invested in. So there's also um, socially responsible investing is really quite popular, especially with young investors. Um, so we can kind of help you, you know, feel good about that your investments and money is, is doing good because socially responsible investing is like environmental, social and governance practices. So they're making sure that these investments are investing in companies that are, are doing practices for all those different areas. And that seems to be really, um, the young investors really feel good about that. Yeah. And is that why you think that increases because of that, uh, you know, a lot of reports show like the younger generation want to want to are aligned with brands that are socially responsible. Is that why you think you're seeing them asking for that and getting into those sort of type of investments? Yeah, yeah. And some people don't know that they're out there. And then when we educate them, they really, it really aligns to their values. And they, you know, really respect that. Like there's some environmental funds that are just look at the environment and they're saving on water and and waste um, reduction and energy and then there's like it's a really it's really big there's you know the governance piece where they're making sure um, you know the shareholders and that their boards are diverse Um, under the social like they're making sure they're not investing in companies that are doing child labor or, or investing in you know pornography or Mm-hmm. things like that like it's much deeper than that but that kind of gives you an overview and and we once we let young investors or any investors know that we offer that that we have socially responsible funds um it really speaks to them and the nice thing about the socially responsible investments are like they perform really well and the other thing we find is when the markets do go down there's a little bit more downside protection when you are invested socially responsible it's interesting. That was my next question. It was going to be, do you, do you have to give up any return to invest social, but you're saying not you're, you're getting, you're no, saying definitely you're, not. 
Yeah. Hmm. Um, you, you, is there any other um, investments that you think, you know, when you're working with younger members, um, you mentioned, you know, social, social responsible investing. Is there any other investments that they're, you're seeing that they're interested in? Is there, is there anything else that sort of stands out on what they're asking? Is tech, like is tech a big one still? Uh, yeah, technology. So then, and that's the thing is going through um, our recommendations and then showing them what it's made up of. So showing them how much of that investment is, you know, invested in technology or health or, um, yeah. So it's just really being transparent and knowing what your, what your money is invested in. And then they kind of have more interest in it and... Yeah. So if someone, we, we talked a little bit about this, but if someone wants to have more of a hands-on approach, like they want to be involved in their investment, like how, I'm curious, like how, how often do you do members communicate with you and vice versa? Like, what does that look like from a relationship point of view on an ongoing basis? Yeah, well, we, it depends on the member, but some yeah. members want to meet, you know, quarterly or twice a year, for sure, minimum once a year, we always want to meet with our members. Right. Um, but if, if a member has a desire to do a little bit of their own, um, they can work with us and, you know, we might hold a portion of their money and we might be able to, usually the online, the Q trade, the do it yourself is do it yourself. But of course, if they had questions, they could call and, and talk to us. And, and what is that, that onboarding I'm curious looks like? So if, if I'm a new member and I get introduced and I'm going to meet with Sharla on Friday. What, what, like, what does that first meeting look like? Sound like what is, what is it? Uh, it's really it? just a, a discovery. It's getting to know your, you and your situation. And, um, you know, we look at uh, your financial well being like very holistically, because I always call it like your financial house. You've got, right. you know, you've got your bank, your borrow, insure, invest. We also want to look at, you know, I say the roof of the house is like, is your will done? Do you have POAs? We, we want to make sure holistically, like you might just be coming in for investments and, but we want to make sure that that part of your house is working with the other parts of your house. So it's very, um, it's very advice driven. Like it's very much with a planning focus and we can do all of those things. Um, but we want to ensure that it's all working together. So it's really the first meetings, mostly just discovery, letting you know um, that we offer this and, and then there'd be a second appointment to, to um, you know, open any accounts or, or anything like that. But the first one's very just get to know each other, just feel like a right fit, you know, where can we add some value and, and advice for you? Yes, yeah, so you, you, need, you need to know where the end goal is in order for you to build that roadmap to where they want to get to. Yes. Yeah. yeah understanding their goals and, and charting a path for them together. So you, you mentioned, um, you know, an interesting year, year and how many months now that we've been, sort of been in this pandemic. Um, what are some learnings that you've, that you've uh, gotten out of good or bad from, from 2020 that, you know, maybe we can, you can bring into 2021 and beyond. You mentioned sort of these type of virtual meetings that, mm -hmm. that I think are good and bad, you know, comfort of just, someone sitting at their home and having calls with you, but is there anything else that sort of came out of that, that, you know, that was, like I said, doesn't have always be bad. Maybe the good side that might've come out of it. Yeah. I like, we called all of our members. What was scary, right? When COVID first happened and the markets went down and it's just, I think it shows um, the value of working with an advisor. So someone that can talk to you during those times and, 
and say that, you know, it's going to be okay. And that, you know, this is going to happen, but just hang on. Cause we know that it'll come back up. And it's just, it's just having that really good relationship with an advisor that you like, you should have heard from your advisor when you were, right. when that happened. And um, yeah, I think seeing how members want to be contacted, like maybe some miss coming in the branch, you can still come in the branch right now. Right. We have our masks and our plexiglass, yeah. <laughs> but some people per- like to come into the branch because it's a social thing and other people are very busy and, you know, to be able to continue doing meetings through teams or zoom is convenient for them. So right. I think it's now asking members, like that's our practice now is how do you want to meet? Do you want to come in person? We can do this over right. the phone or, so yeah, it's kind of neat that the changes that did happen and, and I think that some of them will continue. And Interesting. I saw in your LinkedIn profile, it says you're lean green belt certified and I'm curious what that means. Okay, so <laughs> lean <laughs> is, it's like a process improvement kind of program. Okay. Um, so there's different belts and you go through different, um, uh, different weeks of, <laughs> exercises with other people and you, you you take you get like a process and you work as a team to try to improve it so yeah so I there's yellow belt white belt green belt so I went through the whole program and, and learned a lot and yeah, I think it started with this is bad that I Toyota or no oh, okay there's lots of companies that use the lean um and it started with a car manufacturer I think so is green belt the high low or do you go to black belts? There is a black belt. You do actually have to go um, to Japan, I think, to, to get oh, okay. a black belt. But yeah. Interesting. Black belt's the top. Always learning is good. So um, I mentioned that we're going to take a little bit of a sidestep and then we're going to come back. I have a couple more questions and before we wrap up. So um, just quickly, just want to get to know you a little bit. Um, uh, we mentioned before the call, you mentioned before the call that you're born and raised in Kamloops and that's where you work out of the Kamloops office for Valley First. Um, how long have you been with Valley First? Uh, seven years. Okay, good. Yeah. And you've probably been in a few roles. You've kind of moved up and to where you are now. Yeah, well, I've been in banking for 20 years and um, I've actually been fortunate that I've worked, I've had the opportunity to work in every role in banking. So teller and I've been a branch manager, assistant branch manager. I spent a year in commercial. Um, yeah, so it's really, I think it's benefited me to spend time in every role from teller to branch manager, wealth management, um, because I feel like it's given me a lot of experience with my members. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'll ask you just a few questions. Um, what was your very first job ever? Uh, McDonald's. <laughs> what were you doing on the fry station? <laughs> I was, yeah, I was just a cashier and yeah, That's trying awesome. to get all my pins on my visor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, if you had to say, what, what's your favorite movie of all time? What's one movie that you're like, you could never get bored of watching? Oh, it's so corny, but I love the notebook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. If, um, if you found yourself at a, a bar one night when we can go back and hang out at bars and restaurants. Um, and it was karaoke night and someone forced you to grab a mic and sing. Oh, you've done it before, so this is perfect. So what would be your song of choice? Um, the Dixie Chicks Earl. Okay. That's my, I it like that. It feels like you want to start singing it right now. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
if you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? What's your, what's your favorite thing that you can eat? Mm, I like food. Um, my husband recently got a smoker and, um, and so the like beef brisket or pulled yeah. pork or ribs. Yeah. So you say you're a big rib fest fan when we had it here then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And the last question is, um, if you could meet one famous person, either dead or alive for a cup of coffee, who would it be? Is there someone that you're like, I'd love to just chat with him for 15, 20 minutes, half hours, anyone that comes to mind? Oh, there's so many options. Um, I think I'd like to chat with Oprah or The Rock. Oh, okay. Interesting. The Rock would be actually super interesting, actually. Yes, yes. I follow him. <laughs> yeah, I talk about diverse of what he's done in his career, right? Holy yes. Yeah. yeah, interesting. So it wasn't that painful, just a little bit to get to know you a little bit there. So. Yeah. A um, couple, <laughs> couple more questions. Um what do you love about what you do? You obviously have a passion for, you know, you've been with Valley First for over seven years and, and, and it sounds like you have some, you know, financial banking background even before that as well. So, you know, what gets you up in the morning? What do you love about your role and, and what you get to do? Yeah, I feel so fortunate to to um, just make a difference in the lives of, of our members. Um, just seeing them achieve their goals, giving them peace of mind, um, when we do retirement planning, um, you know, I'll have someone come in and, and maybe they didn't even know they could retire. And once I go through the planning process, they're like, I'm like, yes, you, you can, like, you're going to be okay. And just going through that process and giving them that peace of mind, like it's such a rewarding feeling to getting to be on their team. And, and mm. like, I feel like I should have confetti in my desk. And when I <laughs> get to tell them that, say, Yay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's tough parts too, right? Like we, we help people when they're in bad times too, or loss of a loved one. And, but I I like that my members know that they I'm here for them. And, um, and it's just rewarding getting to work with them and and help them through good times and bad times. Yeah. Um, so if if I'm someone listening and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm the one that listens to Reddit for my financial advice. I should probably go in and, and maybe talk to somebody, what's the next step? What can they do? How do they get a hold of someone? How do they get a hold of you? What do you recommend they do next? Yeah, you can um, you can go to our website and you can um, find the branch that's you know closest to you and you can call through our member advice center and they'll set up and get your information and set you up with an appointment and and we'd love to, to chat with you. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Charlotte. Thanks for taking the time to talk today. Um, some really good information and we're living in some interesting times. So I, I think, you know, I always say don't, don't, you know, don't gamble with your, with your future and your investment. That's one area that you don't have to. So if yeah. you want to play great, go ahead, go for it. But um, I think it's more important than ever for people to come in and get proper advice and, and talk to, you know, yourself and your team and others like that to, to get proper proper advice. So thank you so much for sharing some time this morning with us. And, and I appreciate you because uh, I know you, you got a busy schedule. Yeah, my pleasure. It was great. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning in to Business Matters. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation.